I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now. The latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast covering your Las Vegas Raiders. Of course, it is a monumentous day. Things uh, are uh, going crazy, and so we appreciate you being with us here on Silver and Black today. So thank you. Thank you, thank you for being with us, and we are here to talk about what? I mean, Mo, there's not been anything going on today, right? Uh, a couple of firings, a couple of comings, a couple of goings, and you were with Scott Branson and Mo Moten. Mo's the national senior writer covering the NFL at Bleacher Report. You can catch him on Bleacher Report Live, which he does about the Raiders. He also is the Raiders columnist where I work at sportsnot.com, and you can follow him on Twitter at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. He's been very active today. Follow me at LV Gully. <laughs> Excuse me, Mo. I did an earlier show uh, this morning. Just Scott, to you choked up over the news. I'm choked, choked up because yeah, of the news. Okay. I missed the um, lots of you know things. All you that know, scoring. You're gonna miss you, all that scoring, aren't you? And the field goals, know, the press conferences. You know, and you know. <laughs> Come on, Scott. Sorry. Okay, I'm back. So no, yeah. So we we haven't had a chance to talk to you most since this morning because you were busy and things were going crazy for everybody in every kind of way. But it, the surprise here is not the firing of Josh McDaniels or Dave Ziegler, frankly, because we've been talking about that for a week or two as well. But uh, the timing, maybe. I, I really believed in, in, in my heart of hearts that this would happen after the Giants game. Uh, win or lose, perhaps, especially if the offense continued to sputter. But give me your reaction. You were not surprised. I was not surprised. The national media was like, oh, my gosh, they did this. I don't know why they were surprised, but the son channels the father, gets angry, and fires the coach, this time with a lot of good reason. 
But walk me through your initial thoughts when you uh, uh, got that notification come across your phone in the middle of the night. So story time, story time with Midtown Mo here. <laughs> it's it's past one a.m. Eastern time zone already, and my phone just starts lighting up, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, some NBA player just scored fifty points or something like that. So I'm like, I, I first I kind of just glance <laughs> and just say, I go back to what I was doing because I'm writing my betting column. But my phone just keeps flashing, keeps flashing. I'm like, okay, what's going on? I, I look at my phone, and I'm thinking, they fi- he finally did it. Mark Davis finally did it. Because what I've been, what have I been saying for the past, I don't know, three, four weeks? What more do, do we need to see? Yes. Right. And that question was a rhetorical question for Mark Davis. What more do you need to see to know that Josh McDaniels is not that guy? What surprised me is a lot of people are willing to give Dave Ziegler a pass. Because a lot of people have asked... Mo, if the Raiders fire Josh McDaniels, does Dave Ziegler go with him? And I and I've always answered yes. Not because mm-hmm. they just not because they came in as a package deal, but because if you look at his two draft classes, and we've said this on the show, what player out of those two draft classes are you thinking that guy is going to be special? The best thing that came out of the 2022 draft class is Dylan Parham is an average uh baseline level guard, right? Right. And then this year's class, it looks like Michael Mayer could be a, a starting tight end on this level, but Josh McDaniels hasn't been featuring him in the offense. Same thing with Trey Tucker. He can take the top of a defense, but you have a quarterback who can't throw accurately down 20 yards down the field. So between the, the inept offense, the rookies and from the previous two years not contributing very much, it's no surprise to me that Dave Ziegler was let go. And I said it on, on the X that Dave Ziegler deserves some criticism for for this now josh mcdaniels is the main person here because he's not using a lot of the players that well some of the players that daisy were drafted mm-hmm. but again not much production out of, out of the rookie class that's on the, that's on your gm because as i explained to someone your head coach has usually a short-term plan for the team what are we going to do day to day week to week the general manager's job is to set a long-term vision and direction and i've we've had callers and emailers tell us they don't even know what the direction this team is and we agree yeah yeah and, and, and it it's it's one of those deals where, and I've been saying this all day, and I want to get I want to get your point of view. Um, they came in as a package; they leave as a package. I wonder though if Mark Davis did in fact fire them both at the same time, or if he said, "Hey, um, Dave, need you to fire Josh. We're going to get rid of Josh." And then Ziegler said, "Not nah, if he goes, I goes." I don't know. I, I don't. I'm just. It's complete conjecture. I'm just guessing. But I, I was surprised by the Ziegler portion of it as my dog is about to knock over my light here. Excuse me. Uh, it was about <laughs> to hit me in the head. Um, but, but you know, I, I don't know what happened, and, and I don't know that Mark Davis will ever tell us. But you're absolutely right. The team was was crap on the field from an offensive standpoint. Here's an offensive genius, a guy who ran offenses. Mark Davis, in his heart of hearts, was trying to do the right thing, hires a guy from the most successful organization in the NFL over the last 25 years. Okay, so so he does that. But again, the guy shows that he's pretty much a fraud because he couldn't do it. He couldn't run the team. And I don't know if you saw the interview uh, on FanDuel TV this afternoon with uh, Rob Gronkowski, who talked about um, um, why he didn't feel maybe McDaniels is successful, that he knows his football, he's really bright, but that he has trouble relating to people. Okay, so how do you lead men into battle, whether it's football or otherwise, if you can't relate to people? And I think this is what we saw. We saw 
for all that we can talk about Derek Carr, all that jazz from last year, you know, maybe there, there was not a connection there. Then there was not a connection with Darren Waller. Then there was not a connection with Hunter Renfro. It became clear, Mo, that this guy's personality is just not a fit to do the role of a head coach. And again, he didn't last as many games in Vegas as he did in Denver. It was a complete repeat of Denver. So all of you who wanted, didn't want this to happen from the beginning, who said, this guy stinks and it wasn't just that, you were right. You were absolutely correct. Those of us that said, oh, I'll give the guy a chance, all that, we were wrong. That's the way it goes. We were wrong. We thought, hey, first press conference, remember, Mo? They asked him about that. Well, I've matured. I've changed. I learned from that. He didn't. And here we are today. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with second chances, right? So yeah. we know that he failed over a decade ago in Denver. And you talk about that introductory press conference. And he said he learned from his mistakes. He talked about relationships directly. He mentioned that almost verbatim. It's about you know building relationships in the building. Right. And then you see reports about him having a fractured relationship with Hunter Renfro that came out from Jordan Schultz, who's over at Bleach Report, the, the mm-hmm. new NFL insider over there, fractured relationship with Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro is not getting snaps on the field. If you read, I believe it was Vic Tafer of The Athletic wrote about how Darren Waller's wedding situation, about how <laughs> Josh McDaniels kind of leaked it to the media and then there was some issues about him, you know, putting it out there. And then the Las Vegas Review Journal writing about it or putting out the announcement that he was having a wedding. And Darren Waller didn't really like that. Read Vic Tafer's piece if you if you want to catch up on that. So there's fracture relationship there as well, too. Yeah, I was going to say ahead, Vic's piece, the one you're talking about, where he kind of goes through the reasoning of why it happened the way it did, was enlightening. And And for those of you... Because I've seen some people who are like, oh, see, the beat writers didn't ask these questions. A lot of times, and Mo and I can speak to this, we don't do the breaking news. We don't do the jobs that those guys do covering the Raiders. Okay, It's a different animal. But Mo and I both have people that we talk to with inside information, right? We don't report on it a lot because it's one source a lot. And sometimes we'll talk about it and we'll work it into our show. But but we also need to protect those people. They give us insight. They give us direction. And Vic talked about that in his story today because he talked about the biggest leaks in the building were Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. So now that they're gone, he can kind of be like, well, okay, I'm going to tell you. Now, I don't know who they talked to. He also joked that they considered him too negative so Dave Ziegler wouldn't talk to him, um, which that. tells you a lot again. And, and we, we mentioned that about about the Belichick influence, right, which is it's it's – you don't you don't talk to the media. Did you did you catch what Vic wrote about how they want players to kind of stay not kind of but stay away from the media? There he yes. said daily warnings about the media. Correct. So there was there were I guess employees of the Raiders monitoring players' social media accounts. Yes. So I can imagine what that building was going through when Chandler Jones was posting all the all the things that he was saying. Right, and for those of you who got angry when they turned off the comments after the Chicago game, maybe you have some insight now. Maybe because they're watching and they they know other things we don't know. But I do know this. I do know that, yeah, that paints a picture. And I've, I've been in a couple of workplaces, Mo, where you had paranoid leaders. Paranoid leaders, because usually paranoid leaders are weak leaders. So for them to, to, to maintain control, they clamp down. 
right? It, it's, it's a hallmark. I mean, you look at dictators too, if you want to study history, it's the same thing, right? They're so impotent that they, they, they have to force people into these things. But meanwhile, they're both leaking stuff to the media, which we all knew they were doing, because you could tell it was going to NFL Network to these guys, right? It was being fed there. Uh, and some of these stories about, well, they were, the one I love this year, I got to just, a, bit, a, quick, a quick aside, was that they tried to move up to get C.J. Stroud. It was all BS. Come on, that was from, after C.J. Stroud has this great start, then suddenly one of those guys was leaking, oh, yeah, we were up on him. We almost had him, but, well, yeah, no, not so much. But anyway, so you get some insight there inside baseball. <laughs> but uh, it's fascinating to talk about it now because these guys will talk about it more freely because they're gone. But the, 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 it was the right choice by Mark Davis, and I want to wait until the second segment to dive deep on Mark Davis. I wrote a piece on him today with, with an idea uh, about what he should do. But overall, you know, we heard, too, from a lot of people this week, last week that nah he hasn't lost the locker room you know what i credit the team and the mature leaders on that team like Devonte adams who back to the summer and at the beginning of the season was sending signals that it was already lost we didn't see it per se but it was already lost because those guys were speaking out and they were doing it in code and um it goes to show you that the fracture that that brought about this meeting that had no impact on the game on monday really was probably the final straw, as was the offensive performance of this team on Monday night against the Lions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. To me, it all started in the offseason when Devontae Adams had that sit down with Marin Fader. Shout out to her. Yeah. Um, and he basically, I don't want to say criticized the front office, but remember the quote was he doesn't see eye to eye with the front office. And he was actually had he actually actually had concerns about how is a quarterback going to get me the football the way I want to get the football downfield. And I think he kind of said it without saying it about is Jimmy Garoppolo's arm good enough to get me, you know, those those 25, <laughs> 30 yard passes downfield. Now, he didn't mention Jimmy Garoppolo or criticize Jimmy Garoppolo directly. Right. But if you read between the lines, you can see that he had concerns about the quarterback position in the passing game. And a lot of people wanted to kind of downplay a little bit. But Devontae Adams, as we know, very comment with his very candid with his comments. He has been since he's been a Raider. He has he was when he was with the Green Bay Packers. I'm sure Packers fans will agree with me on that one. But he he kind of voiced his concerns. In the offseason. And then when you if you remember Josh Jacobs when he was going through his bump with contract uh negotiations with the team, he had one post that said bad business, or he said something about bad business. Yes. And I, and of course yes. it was very indirect, it wasn't connected to the race, but you wonder he's in the contract negotiation period and he says bad business. You put two and two together and you think, Oh, he's talking about the Raiders. Yes, yes. And I think there was a lot of that. Like I said, there was a lot of code. Spoken and listen. I'm not I, when I'm wrong. I'll admit it. And and I think too a lot of the things that I said coming out of the off season when Devonte Adams' comments were were in context, but then also used out of context. Um, 
we we were wrong about that. I mean, it's just, or those of us who believe that we were wrong about it because I think he was sending signals. And Jimmy Garoppolo, the other thing that Vic's piece, and it was so well done, I thought. And if you don't get the athletic, I'm sorry, but it's it's worth the read. Um, is how he laid out the the Garoppolo signing and how every listen every step of the way. Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels were a little bit like the kids with a new toy and they didn't quite know how to use it. And even the quote Mark Davis that he put in there, right, where Mark Davis was like, well, he's young and he's inexperienced, he needs to learn, blah, 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 blah. That type of stuff uh, happened and you look at it and you look at the contracts and we'll get into the contracts in a minute. We had some requests for us people to look into those contracts. But it just seems like these guys, Mark Davis put his trust in them uh, it's it's like the proverbial person comes in, Mo, with a great resume on paper, and then they get in the building and they're like, whoa, look good on paper, but it's not looking good here. We'll get into the contracts, but I, I think we we touched on this. Hmm. And I and I wrote a piece on, on Sports Knot talking about how the Raiders botched the Hunter Renfro deal. Yes, you did. We talked about how they botched Der- the Derek Carr deal, giving him a no-trade clause and allowing him to leave without getting any draft capital for him. We talked about Darren Waller and how we wouldn't have paid Darren Waller, but they paid him, but then let him go, traded him for less than what they could have got when they, when they kept the status quo in the previous year. So they could have got a second-round pick for Darren Waller from the Green Bay Packers. They kept the status quo. I guess they had a fallout with the, with the whole wedding situation. They traded him for a third-round pick. So between Derek Carr, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs had his hiccups with them, but he got his modified franchise tag deal. And Darren Waller, like, you're looking at the front office and saying, holy cow, they're, they, they're a step behind. And I said this on my Bleach Report Live that it seems like the Rays are just operating, not just a step behind, but, you know, five steps behind other teams when it comes to contract signings. Yeah, and we saw in Los Angeles when the Raiders played the Chargers, of course, the now infamous, two infamous videos, the one where Mark Davis is apparently calling somebody an a-hole, it appears that that was accurate now, um, and that's Ooh. okay. Then he said the smarten up thing, uh, which might have been his own way of saying smarten up. I, I know what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but what was interesting, too, was the reports that came out today that after the, the, the win, the last win against the Patriots, that Mark Davis was a man on fire walking around the Raiders facility, ornery, pissed off, and he wanted a pound of flesh. So, so clearly this has been big and, and you and I called on, Hey, Mark Davis, we got to hear from you. And it's interesting because he's like Mount Vesuvius. It's quiet, quiet, quiet. And then just blows the top. Right. And, and that's what happened. That's why I was so, that's the only reason I was surprised at the timing was just because we hadn't heard. Usually you hear a little bit of, well, yeah, I'm not happy with the way things are going. And then it progresses and then gone. Right. This was just boom. Scott, I, before I got on with you about, I would say a half hour before I got on live, I said, don't get it twisted. Mark Davis is Al Davis's son. And if you read, we <laughs> talked about Vic Tafer's piece. If you read Albert Breer's piece, you'll get the skinny on how it kind of boiled to the surface at Raiders headquarters. He was upset after the Green Bay Packers win. Mm-hmm. After the Raiders beat the Green Bay Packers on that walk-off interception from Amik Robertson, he went into <laughs> Raiders headquarters and he was... and. Albert Breer uses these words. He says, volatile and angry after a win. 
after so the, the frustration that Devontae Adams showed after a win, a lot of people said Devontae Adams should be should shut up and play ball because they the football <laughs> game. Mark Davis wasn't happy either <laughs> after right. a win because right. he could see the train rolling in the wrong direction. And again, he had if you read that Albert Bird piece, you would understand he had that Raiders headquarters on eggshells. And, and not win. only that, but but he did have a post game meeting as well. Yes. Uh, that we never, no one heard of. So, I mean, the Raiders and the paranoia around the media clearly worked because nobody heard about it. Previously under John Gruden, news of meetings with Mark Davis after games in the locker room leaked out very quickly, right during the post-game uh, festivities, if you will. So so, so I get that. And you're right. He was not happy. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break here for our audio audience, our YouTube audience. Stay right where you are. We'll be back in just a few seconds. This is Mo and Scott. This is our special edition of the podcast uh, live on a Wednesday, or if you're listening to us on Thursday morning as usual, talking about the firing of Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, and also Nick Lombardi, by the way. We'll talk about that in a few minutes as uh, there are lots of changes going on with the Raiders. But this is Silver and Black today. We'll be right back. 